everybody. Welcome to episode 116 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul R. Robinson. Yeah, poison ivy all over you and it's gross. Yeah, well, not all over me. It's on my back of my hand and then the inner, my inner bicep on opposite limbs. Mm. So that's fun. That's been fun. You look like a leper. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, some things to talk about. Uh, this week and um, some follow-ups and such. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. uh, for anyone who has been under a rock, uh, Mulan is available on Disney. It is. And uh, so if you want, if you wanted to see it and intended to see it, uh, you can do that now via the Disney (laughs) plus quite a sticking point for you. And uh, so, you know, uh, for those of you being whinging babies, it will be available for free. It's not free if I'm paying for it. In December. Yeah. So you can just shut up already. Yeah. All right. They, they, I think someone at, at Disney was like, Jesus Christ, just make it available in December. Yeah. And so I hope you're happy. It, it'll be available. I, if I, I don't think I. Because now the problem is you can't say it's free. So before it wasn't free enough for you because it wasn't available on the app. This is, this is a, a really interesting segue mm-hmm. into the mind of a whinging baby mm-hmm. so you were in tears over the fact that it wasn't free on uh-huh. the platform that you pay for that never promised you it in the first place yeah then they were like okay fine if you want to see it now it's 30 dollars, but it'll be free in december and then you guys lost your minds again mm-hmm. because how dare they say it's free because you oh my god like i just can't <laughs> i can't even can't I can't. Even. So if I go somewhere and they're like, here, you buy one ice cream cone, you get one for free. Are you like, that's not really free because if you think about the cost for making an ice cream, I pay- oh my God. Mm. Fine. It's available. Okay. <laughs> like, well, it's available on Disney Plus. That's- and it's available to people who were probably never even going to watch it to begin begin with, but had to like comment to have something to bitch about Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just you had to have something to complain about so there now we can move on we can move on and we'll talk about it when we see it in december or free well it's not really free because you're paying for the service which was not part of the service so technically it is free yeah because this is sooner than if this was in the theaters you wouldn't have had it on disney plus within like two months or so Well, you're gonna chances are you're gonna because I think the next season of The Mandalorian comes out in October, mm-hmm. and that that was a weekly show, I believe. Yeah. So you'll be going through that when it comes out for free, quote unquote, free on the service. Is it free? You're paying for it. So chances are you already have it if you're, you know. Anyway, if you want to see Mulan, it's because you're a <laughs> Disney fan, right? So you should probably already have the service. Yeah. You know, whatever. Whatever. Um. Yeah. So, uh, we have been well actually. Speaking of Disney, I'm just going to throw this in there. Okay. I occasionally will revisit the site to see what prices are doing and how things are going with the actual parks because they're letting people in. And there's this um, major temptation to go during a time where people aren't going. Mm. Uh, But that negates the whole point of social distancing for me for, I don't know, six and a half months now (laughs) to potentially contract COVID at Disney World. Um, But the prices are obscene at this point. Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting to 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 see how this progresses and how the average family is going to be able to afford. Because I don't know how you do this with like two, four, seven kids. I don't know what the hell people pop out now, but mm-hmm. um, just 
They've raised the prices during this? Well, yeah. Yeah. They raise the prices all the time. I mean, right. that's kind of their jam. It's because there's less people, but so they have to charge more per we person. We went, like, when we went, I don't know, five years ago-ish, mm-hmm. it was about five years ago, um, our four-day tickets were, like, seven, six hundred something dollars it came to for two adults for four days or whatever. And um, adding an extra day to that now for the Star Wars thing, because mm-hmm. apparently it's like you, Yoda Yoda himself has to come out and choose you for the park because you can't, uh, it, it's just, it's not something that you can attain yeah. easily, <laughs> an entry, yeah. even though you paid a ticket. I paid for my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a separate, you know, deal that you have to go through. Um, but just adding one extra day to a park was like already a thousand dollars. So that's, it's almost doubled at this point by yeah. the time we m- might be able to go hopefully within a year or so, year and a half, it's probably going to be well over a thousand dollars at that point. I don't Fun. know. I don't know. I mean, we don't stay in the park though, so mm. we don't do all that stuff. We save mm. a lot of money by not staying in a yeah. Mickey themed room. I can, <laughs> like, so it comes down to me being able to go on this vacation or not. Yeah. Whether I'm staying in a Mickey themed room, I think I'll live. Yeah. It's fun. It's cute season, everything, but you know what? I'll just buy some curtains, hang them up in the room, and, yeah. and stick and put little Mickey Mouse yeah, papers yeah, everywhere and some confetti. Yeah. I don't know. Get some posters of the yeah, films. Yeah, get some posters up. And just make that happen. Well, the benefit of staying there is just being able to um, buy shit. When you buy shit, because you're going to, no, and just have not, them. That's not why people do that. People do. No, it I'm saying a benefit to staying there. That's is, not really a benefit, though. I mean, you know, I if can, you buy I something, you can be like, here, put the, bring the, to my room. Yeah, I get it. I, we we did that too when I stayed many many years ago the first time, but yeah, that's um, too. It just that, that's not the reason why people justify. They justify it because of the theming, and it's like, oh, you're on the property, um, and they justify it for transportation and for the dining plan. However, a lot of people will tell you that the dining plan. Look, Disney's not putting anything up to give you a discount. Yeah. They put things up to give you the illusion of a discount so that you'll be more inclined to use this service. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, if you really sat down and like crunched the numbers, nickel and dimed it, you would realize that you were spending more money. So, you know, they they word it in a way that makes it seem like you're getting a deal. Um, And a lot of people will also tell you myself included, that the transportation is not worth it. If you are flying there, you have no choice. But if you're driving, like we usually do, if you're closer and you drive, um, you have your car already. Just take the car. Because you have to pay for parking at Disney. You didn't used to. You used to be able, if you drove there, yeah. you park your car for free. No. Now it's like $12 a day mm. on top of the $190 you've paid for a value room. <laughs> and But if you go from park to park, staying on the property, then you park for free at the yeah. parks. So if you have your car, that's way faster than the complete chaos that is those bus lines. Mm. No. Yeah, I remember when we stayed, uh, not you and I, but I, I stayed, went there years ago. And even then, this was like back in 2007-ish. Seven, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, we remember going out to wait for the, and having to wait a bus or two because there's just so many people. Yeah. Well, so, also depends where I don't know what it's go. like now, but. Um, we never missed a bus, but. I did have to hit some throats, like, because mm. people, like, people try to rush, even though you're standing in line, yeah. you know, and it's like, obviously, I've been here before you, if I'm at the front of the line, they try to rush the door, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I might have kicked a kid or two, yeah. just saying, because I was like, no, that's not how, people, they'll send their kids, because they think I won't knock them over, <laughs> like, you got the no, wrong one. 
No problem knocking over a kid. I look forward to it even. So go ahead. Yeah. Send that thing over here. I'm going to punt it across the damn park. You're not getting on this bus. <laughs> it's a family place. Um, okay. Anyway. So. 10 minute rant on Disney. 10 minute Dan, uh, rants on Disney. And I will still go to those parks. Um, but anyway. So uh, yeah. So we had. We're going to follow up a bit. Mm-hmm. On our black magic. Mm. Uh, situation uh it's been frustrating uh so as suspected i just i just had a feeling in my gullet that they were gonna tell me we had to pay yeah and of course they did and they were like oh it's gonna cost an obscene amount of money like a quarter of what you paid to even buy this thing (laughs) to fix it Mm -hmm. and uh so there was some very serious talks about whether we should just be like you know what just ship it back and forget it and uh it's a paperweight and we were looking into alternatives and all that because we had um a shoot this past weekend Mm -hmm. um and then ultimately we decided to go ahead with the fix Mm -hmm. um i will say that we had one not very helpful representative and then one very helpful representative yeah um so that was nice like having somebody that would answer very you know quickly and and was efficient and Mm -hmm. and really kind of went out of their way for us which we definitely appreciate um but there were like the very first person that we contacted was just like almost not even helpful yeah we went through three people to to, (laughs) the first person was just like MIA didn't hear anything, and then the second person, well, then and that was through email. Then I called and talked yeah, to someone. Yeah, but that person was also like, "Oh, we've never heard of this happening." Meanwhile, when we talked to the second person, they were like, "Oh yeah, we've heard of that happening." Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Well, which one is it?" Yeah. So the, the yeah, and so when I called, yeah. So here's the process that we went through. The camera started. I don't remember what yeah, we, we talked, talked about. We that, talked yeah. about everything. Um, we were picking up on what they were going to say. Yeah. So they, w- I emailed. They said, oh, "I never heard of it. You can send it in." And that was like the last I heard from them on the, through the email. So then I was like, all right, forget this. I called. And to their credit, they I got through to somebody pretty quickly. And they were helpful over the phone and, and, and kind of directing me what to do. And I was able to directly email this person footage of what was happening and blah, blah, blah. Same result, though. I'd have to send it in because they don't do any kind of like, you know, uh, I don't troubleshooting over the phone, really, you know, sitting with you and going through stuff for this specific issue, which was like the static and the screen and the freezing and all that stuff. So then um, we decided to send it in because we'd have to pay to ship it there. And then they don't charge for diagnosis and for shipping back. If, you know, if it's like a simple problem, they'll probably just fix it and send it back. But if it's, you know, something that's going to cost a couple hundred bucks, then they would charge you, but then they ship it back to you for free or whatever. Because it's for us being in New York, it has to go all the way to California. And that's cost like 180 bucks or something like that. Just to ship it. 160 something, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and that was just to get it there because we had, and then there was a delay. So it was supposed to get there on Monday. And then they were like, no, yeah, it's going to be Tuesday. I'm like, well, I'm glad we paid all that money to yeah. get it there a day late. Um, but yeah, so ultimately, long story short, the issue. Go ahead and sum it up for me. No, the, I'm I'm saying like long story short, their issue or their claim was that the PCE or PCI or whatever, basically the motherboard of the camera was bad, mm-hmm. and it also needed a cable. So because I guess when you replace the board, you need to replace this. The cable for the screen too it's a pretty significant thing to break so yeah it's pretty much like a motherboard going yeah. on your computer so it's like um like the basics of everything so we um which i will say just to be fair 
we've never had any issue with this camera ever. No. Not one issue. Not 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 one single issue have we ever had with the camera. And um, then I went to do a firmware upgrade, and then the issue started. So the conspiracy theory in me was like, <laughs> or the conspiracy theorist in me was like, wait a second, how how is how am I how did I mess up the board by doing a firmware update or whatever? Um, it's very. It's that's it's it quite be, a coincidence yeah, is, is the problem. A, and, it, and it could be because we'll, we'll get to the result of everything in a bit. But, but know, we, we want to take you on our journey. <laughs> well, we, we already said that, you know, we yeah. paid and, and all so, that. Yeah, we, so, but the reason we came to that conclusion is because, you know, yeah, it's a lot of money. And, and there, there, like you said, there was definitely serious talk about, you know, possibly upgrading or getting another camera and scrapping this and investing into another camera or trying to figure out what camera would be good if, if we did, and, you know, what the long-term plans were for us in terms of equipment, in terms of, you know, for, for a camera, because, you know, we don't rent for shoots. We buy it and that way we can just kind of do yeah. our own shoots, whatever, because we don't really work on, although we do crowdfund sometimes, we keep our crowdfunding costs down by incurring the cost of equipment like this. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so then we yeah, we got we got it back. We had them fix it. So we we determined that the cost for them to fix it is gonna, ultimately going to be the cheapest solution even though it's, you know, yes, we're getting back a camera that has a brand new board in it, but the camera is still still 3 it's years a board old, in it. you know, or however old it is, right? 3 years three, roughly. Yeah. 3 years old. Um so yeah, I mean, we keep it we shot this weekend and and it worked flawlessly, so, you know, yeah, it's, I'm, uh, I don't know. It is, it's, it's, it was, you know, it's, I mean, look, they re- replaced the part and it works fine now. So gonna, yeah, I guess the I'm part was faulty, but it just was very. It was very coincidental. Yeah. And I'm going to say that if we, if we run into an issue again in, I don't even know. I mean, if the, if there's a, a whole new motherboard in there, right, mm-hmm. then I should be able to get another three years out of this camera. Well, it depends. Because you still have the only other thing in there that could potentially fail is the sensor. sensor yeah so there's still that issue but yeah well i'm just saying like if if we if that sensor fails in six months yeah after the initial cost and then the additional cost to replace like to yeah. repair it i'm fucking out <laughs> like yeah. i can tell you that we will not survive another repair on this i will not put yeah. any more money into this camera yeah. at all so i don't know what kind of i don't know how that comes off on my stance with black magic, I've always kind of praised the camera. Like mm-hmm. I said, before this, we had no problems at all. So this is, it's disappointing because we were always like really team black magic. And it just the, the motherboard going right when you do an update, right after you did an update, it just yeah. seems really weird to me. Yeah, It seems really weird to me. And I'm not saying that they're liars. I mean, anything's possible, right? company they can lie about it and say that it was the motherboard who knows but i'm not assuming that like to think that they weren't that they were being honest if they were then that says something about like what is going on with the way that you're composing these cameras that an update can like knock out a motherboard yeah it's something not right there um because yeah. again there was no no signs of anything happening prior to that it didn't flicker or like not turn on for a second or wasn't fuzzy for a second. It's just yeah. perfectly fine and working. We updated it and it lost its mind. Literally. Yeah. So, um, yes, that's where we stand with it. Um, there was the agonizing um, 
decision as to whether first world problems, of course, when I say agonizing, but to potentially have to film this short for the road challenge on DSLR and like, like a poor person. Here's the thing, but here's what I want to say is if that's all you have, that's all you have. Yeah. We were going to do it. We, yeah, yeah, we were like, if we can't, if, if they, even if we fix this and they're like, we can't get it back to you in time or Mm -hmm. ever, which was almost the case, which was almost the case. Then we would have had no choice. You would have had no choice because you're the one behind the camera and there's just nothing we could have done about that. We Mm -hmm. were willing to just, be like, all right, well, then that's what we have to do. Poor us, right? But again, first world problems. But at the same time, when you have been working on equipment that's of higher quality, mm-hmm. equipment that's more geared towards actually filming, because look, just because a DSLR does video doesn't mean that it should. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's it's like a it's like a fun feature. Those a lot of the times with with a more affordable camera like that, like anything under a thousand dollars, if it does video, it's usually for like a recital. Yeah, or it's like nice footage. Like if, yeah. if you want to get something better than your phone yeah. to record someone's graduation or whatever, then those cameras are great because you'll get a nice a, a nicer picture quality and you'll have more range and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you know have better lenses whereas with your phone most people aren't buying lens adapters for that the average person doesn't have them and uh they're great but to actually film on and not necessarily in terms of quality because with some of them you can get a really beautiful picture especially if you know how to work the lighting the problem is you can't see if something's in focus and this is the main thing that we hated about filming on dslr is that if you don't like you can put the monitor yeah but um if you don't have one, yeah. and even then, like even our monitor on the Black Magic, sometimes it's like it's better than nothing. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's a small monitor, and sometimes yeah. it's like, damn, it's that a, just really... for you gear nerds. It's an Icon, Icon Saga Saga Seven S Seven, something like that. It's a seven inch. Yeah, and it's it's better than a two inch. <laughs> yeah, but there's still moments where you're like, oh. That so looked like it was in focus, <laughs> like perfect focus. And it's a mm-hmm. little soft and you can't tell on, on a seven inch screen. You know, it's yeah. it's not a lot of uh, a lot of space there. And so if you're going right off of the camera, it's a fucking nightmare. First of all, I'm farsighted. I don't know. I don't know when how you, that works. It's the opposite. So so then I'm nearsighted. I, I can only see from far away. Like, yeah. like I can't read a book too close, close to my face. Yeah. It has to be further away. The problem is that you can't hold a camera an arm's length away. Yeah. You can't, that's not how, you know, you record closer to your body. Yeah. And also the further away it is, the smaller the picture has gotten. It'll be crisper for me, but it's now even smaller. Mm-hmm. And where you have to hold it closer to your body so that you're not like your arms Shaking, aren't jiggling yeah. and, you know, you're not messing with the, with the actual picture. Um, I can't see. Mm-hmm. I literally can't see that close. So it's like, is it in focus? Nothing's in focus right now. Yeah. Nothing that's in front of me is in focus. And so it was like, a lot of squinting and just like trying to be like, I think, I think that's right. Mm. I think it's right. I don't, yeah. Cause I was shooting like BTS. Yeah. We shot all the behind the scenes for the road challenge on the, on the DSLR, um, which is tough, you know, when which it's is just, probably all out of focus. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but it's when you, it's just the two of us trying to make the film itself and shoot behind the scenes stuff. It's like, uh, it's like you're making two things, you know, in a day by it yourself. It was really, yeah. Cause you had to, you didn't want to look like you were doing everything at one time. So it's like I had to keep, keep like changing my costumes because I played three characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's really the lighting setup was 
a friggin' nightmare, mostly because of the green screening, and that's well, what and took. And the, the size of the room. Yeah, well, that was, it was in the bedroom, which is small. The boudoir. You will. love to say the boudoir. Yeah, I don't know, but it was small, and I had to do some some green screen stuff, and um, it was like a twelve foot screen. Yeah. <laughs> And so I needed to keep the lighting consistent. I mean, I could do a whole episode on that, but I had to keep the lighting consistent, but then also light the green screen with not a lot of room without having spill from the green screen or the light of the, because you have to light the green screen and have that light spill in there and then not have the green spill on there. So the lighting, I think there there was was one, there was the one setup I did. It took me like like an hour hour to set it up because I had like three feet of room to (laughs) To yeah. light the scene and the green screen and stop the spill from the lighting setup, which is normal that I have to do. And then the spill of the green screen and then the spill of the light for the green screen. So it was a and lot of flags and black wrap and, and everything. My face, like the it, the green screen was so close to my face and the light had to be so close to the green screen that mm. it was affecting the lighting. Yeah. And, you know, that normally you would be able to like punch that light back. Yeah, a bit as far as possible and yeah. not have it practically on top of the screen so then i looked like a leprechaun um it oh man see how it comes out <laughs> <laughs> it i haven't was, started editing it editing no, yet it was interesting just shot last night it was an interesting experience it uh it, it has confirmed that i will never ever write anything to film in the bedroom again in our bedrooms well, that's at least kind of it's a just scenario too different. damn small in there yeah. Um, so that's just done. I'm just not dealing with that again. It, it's a wreck and it's a small room, queen size bed. It was like a, a twin, but it had more room in there. We should have just done this. 10 in your by room. 10 room, I think roughly. Your, your, your equipment room, just move yeah. the bed in there. I don't know. So anyway, um, it just, it was a lot of just work. Just the bed into the living room. It had all the space. <laughs> it was a lot of work on your part. You know what? That's not a bad idea. We should have just moved the couch and put the bed up against the window and it would have looked like a bedroom. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. Yeah. You know me, I come up with the best ideas after the fact. <laughs> Why didn't you think of that? Well, actually, you would have had the skylight. You would have to deal with the skylights. Black those out. But damn, that would have taken less time. It would have taken less time for us to move the entire room, like move the whole room into <laughs> another section of our house yeah. than to do what was done. And then I couldn't really, poor me. Uh, but I couldn't, I was basically sitting in bed all day yeah. because if I'd get up, first of all, it wasn't easy to get up because there was just equipment and lights everywhere in every square inch of space. So you'd have to start knocking things over, pushing things mm-hmm. to try to get out of the room. But then you needed to test lighting every time you'd move. So you're like, go where you need to. So I was like, I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. Well, the caveat to that is I haven't, I haven't done, I've done book lighting a few times, but I haven't. I haven't done it. I wanted to really, that's the look I wanted for this thing mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And so doing book lighting in such a small space is, is what probably. What is book lighting if someone doesn't know? Okay. So book lighting is when you take your light and you bounce it off of something. In mm-hmm. this case, I had a reflector with the white, not the reflective side, but the white. Flat side. And then then you bounce that through diffusion. So you're, you're diffusing it twice. You're diffusing it off the bounce. Then you're diffusing it through diffusion. Um, and every, pretty much every scene in this thing is lit that way and i want because i wanted to you know when we make stuff it's not just to get it done you know we want to be able to learn stuff try new techniques and experiment and that this was my experiment with book lighting to kind of see how i can you know how i can manipulate it and Mm -hmm. and control it because that's a big problem with book lighting especially in such a small space is the spill everywhere you know you just because you have a big soft light you got to like 
close off all the gaps between your, the bounce, what your the light to the bounce, and then the bounce to the diffusion. So you got to enclose all of that so light doesn't spill everywhere, and you got to be because that's tough to control book lighting. So that was my that was my challenge for this, and which is why it took me so long to light it. But now you know I have that experience, yeah. and now I can I can light. And if I have a bigger space, it'll take me half the time. Yeah. It's just a pain in the ass with the, the mm-hmm. room being so small and uh, our brains as well for not thinking to just move it into the living room. Yeah. Live and learn, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it it was fun and, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Was it fun? You didn't seem like you were having a lot of fun. Well, I mean, it was. <laughs> it mean, was that- like. It, it went like it the, ebbed and flowed. Yeah, there was a at the beginning we're all like ready to go, and then there was a moment in the middle where we kind of dipped. Well, first of all, then once you switched, we were able to switch characters and stop saying the same lines fifty times. Uh, if you, the, the energy first, went back up. The the first part of of that production did a lot of takes. Was well, not just that was that it, we were ready to go. We blacked out because we were supposed to do this at night. Thank. God, we did not do that because we were like, well, it's just, you know, this we don't have to black the whole window out, worry about spill. Like, we'll just film when the sun starts going down. We would have been filming easily till 4 a.m. if we had yeah. done that easily because this was like, what, nine hours almost collectively almost, yeah. from beginning to end to clean up and everything it was mm-hmm. like a nine hour shoot for a three minute short. Yeah. So um, it would have taken all freaking night <laughs> so mm-hmm. i'm glad that you were able to black the window out and we were able to start earlier so we started at what like 11 not even earlier than that well yeah this might I have mean, been I a 10 hour shoot because we started at like 10 o'clock yeah and from like where we were getting the lighting and everything going or you were rather and then of course right as you were like done the neighbor decides to mow their lawn it's like great So there's absolutely no way that we can do this now. And then after that, we had a dog barking for like 49 hours and on and off. So you'd have to keep stopping and waiting until it, I don't know, like ruptured its larynx or something so that you could start audio. And uh, yeah, so that was it was just frustrating in the beginning for me because the position that um See, you don't make these connections, Mm-mm. but the reason why I was so cranky, well, just that's a, I'm gonna, it's a nice, it's a cute word for bitchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason why I was so cranky was because of the position that I was sitting in and sitting in that position for long because they have a, a not so good body. <laughs> it's not nice to me. And that position was just really painful. And it sounds stupid, but a sitting, just like a sitting up position in bed, the way my pelvis is, is it this doesn't feel so good. Yeah. And so I was in that position for like three hours and I was like, I'm so miserable right now. And I want to get this character over with so that yeah. I can move to the next ones that aren't sitting on the bed. And um, yeah, so once I was able to like sit in a more comfortable position and then play the mean character, I was like, I got yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the spot for it. Um so you'll see what comes of it, I guess, when we're allowed to show it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that works. I don't know how it's going to work. I have to read the rules again. <laughs> and again. Yeah. And again. I don't think there has to be like a uh, password protect or anything. I think it could just be public. I'm not sure. Well, I'd assume they want you to wait until like they pick. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Which they're not going to pick ours. We already know that. But I'm just saying like, yeah, it's, you know, we did it to do it and we filmed something and, yeah. you know, something like that gets picked. It's just like a holy crap moment. But I mean. We do it to do it. Yeah. And now on to the next one. And now we're on to the next one, which we're filming in like three weeks. Um, that we actually had to like rent a camper out and go 
the first time we're going anywhere mm-hmm. since COVID, like for two days. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's for another competition mm-hmm. for the Film Riot competition. So I don't know. We're just keeping busy. Yeah. <laughs> no, just I'm still working on bot. So still working on bot. It's still just the two of us, both cast and crew. It's just it, it's different. It's different. If you can make something with two people, <laughs> you can do anything. Yeah. So okay, on to the next. On to the next bit, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I reluctantly agreed to be dragged into watching Bill and Ted's Face the Music. Mm-hmm. Did not want to watch this movie. My life would have gone on just the way it had been. Nothing would have changed for the better or worse had I not seen it. It just I'm nostalgic mm-hmm. about stuff like that. And so I think like I find remakes remakes just stupid. Yeah. With like a few exceptions, a few, few exceptions. I can see um, tech, like something like Tron, for instance. I could see remaking Tron because at the time, comparatively, mm-hmm. the graphics and technology, the technology yeah. and all this stuff was, uh, you know, it's it's far surpassed that. And so I could see being like, hey, what would that look like now to have this whole like you yeah. don't even have to have all these neon lights because we can do this in post. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, but well, they did re- made a sequel to Tron, and I think they're making either another sequel or they're rebooting it I again think, or something. Well, yeah, because they're doing... If Disney's doing a ride, that's probably because they're opening yet another one, even mm. though it's it's a cool ride regardless. But um, I just, like, I don't understand remaking Ghostbusters. Mm. I'm on the fence about the newest one that's coming out because they made it more like a drama, mm. like a thriller kind of drama. Yeah. And that's, that's like, oh, okay, it's a spin on it. Like, yeah, fine. Yeah. But just like straight up remaking something like Ghostbusters and not because there was women in it. Shut up. I don't care who's in it. Just don't. It doesn't need to be remade. They're remaking the Beverly Hills Trooper or whatever the hell, that one with what's her face in it. Um, it, it just so many things are remade that don't need to be remade. Yeah. It, it, you know, but what made Bill and Ted awesome was the decade that it was made in. It was so 80s, almost 90s. Mm-hmm. And like, why? You know, I will say why? though, be, uh, you know, uh, speaking of 80s movies, I just felt that the, the structure of 80 movies, and this could be- 80 movies? 80s, <laughs> Not- 80 movies, 80 specific <laughs> movies. The the structure of the movies in the 80s, like Goonies and even Tron and, and, and um, Bill and Ted, these like adventure movies, mm-hmm. they just had this structure where- it felt like so much happened in the film. Yes. You know, the, the today it's like you can you can feel the structure. You can feel first act, second act, third act. Yeah, yeah. you can feel yeah. how everything's so um everything's been so kind of like watered down to a specific formula. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the eighties they're they yes, they are very similar, but I just I don't know, when I watch them, I feel like more happened and we spent more time here and spent more time there with this character, that character. And I don't know why, but this the, lately when these films are being rebooted or mm-hmm. or their sequels or whatever it, there's just no i think it's the edit like they don't yeah, that's edit what i'm saying it's not a, i don't think it's for me i don't i don't think it's a nostalgia thing i think it in regards to that specific point i think it's a just a structure thing and how everything is like just formulaic you know well on that note i don't care what was done in editing i wouldn't have it wouldn't have changed anything for me mm. in this movie i so you, I so agree you didn't with that. like it. I agree yeah. with the fact that the editing has changed. The way uh, Ferris Bueller... Well, the writing, not even just the editing, but I feel it's like... It's the same fucking writers, too. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? But, but I think, you know, every, you know they, they, they 
look, movies now are, are much more expensive and they have to make their money back. So there's more riding on it. And well, even this had a, it had a lower so, budget com, you well, know, no, comparatively. But, 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 but my, my point is, is that it's, it, there's more at stake for the uh, studios to get, make their money back. And, you know, so they want to make sure that, all right, this movie made a lot of money. So let's follow that same formula. So I think it's just, I don't know. I, I, I agree. I totally agree with the editing thing. I think that a lot of these remakes could have a more vintage feel if they went back to that editing process of Ferris Bueller, the mm-hmm. way there's, I don't, I don't know if it's that we spent so much more time, but it's that we did so much faster and we would go back and forth and back and forth and you get to follow these characters and that, you know, it's like speed scenes, you know yeah. what I mean? The, there would be a scene where it was only one thing happening and then they would jump to another scene that you were like, yeah. whoa. And that, you know, back then that was just movies. But when you look at it now, you're like, wow, that was just a, they just did a 30 second cut into another scene to watch another character like peeing. Yeah. <laughs> and then just went back to the main character. But it all tied in. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. They take this very, almost like a, uh, like they're editing comedic, vintage films as dramas like with this formatting of the way you would edit a drama or something Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't work yeah it just doesn't work anyway look so the uh director uh was dean i think it's pariso right i don't know i think it's dean pariso um go with that (laughs) you know you know because that's just what we're gonna go with um uh the original director was stephen uh herrick but okay, yeah. So uh, think, same writers, yeah, same writers. Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. You had Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, uh, Bridget Lundy Payne, and Samara Weaving. A whole bunch of other people's. Um, had, Missy uh, was in there. Yeah, the original Death. Death was in there. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I just I I don't know. I, I have to. I want to. Um, William Sadler. Sadler. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who lives close to us, sort of. Yeah. Just I never met him, but that. Um, recently, but. Uh, Okay, so oh, I went and not really, I didn't want to see this. Yeah, I mm-hmm. knew that there was no, there was no way I was going to be blown away by this and be like, oh my God, that was way more awesome than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I knew that wasn't going to happen. That was excellent. <laughs> um, but I didn't want it to be bogus. Yeah. You know, and I thought, okay, just please don't be bogus. That's what, that's yeah. just like, all right. And, um, you didn't expect it to be most triumphant, but well, very few things are most triumphant. Yeah, um, it you know I didn't think it was going to be like a bodacious film, but which yeah. uh, <laughs> should be shot. Um, I here's my here's my my first issue is that I don't like to speak ill of the Reeves mm-hmm. because there have just been far too many encounters of his, him being a wonderful person. Yeah, and, and so and especially in today's world. Yes. That and sort so of person is much appreciated. They're they're a diamond in the rough. Yeah. And Reeves have has always just been like he's just he's a lovely person and he's he's a doll face and I uh. love him. But um I don't he struggles with certain roles. Yeah. And a lot of you know, there are a lot of people that shit on him and say that he's all around a horrible actor, and I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's certain roles that don't ironically he plays darker roles much better mm. constantine yeah 
Like, it wasn't like, oh, that was good for Reeves. That's, a lot of people said that. Like, well, he did good for Keanu Reeves. I'm like, I think he just did. Like, I can't picture anybody else in that part. He did great in that part. Yeah. He plays, he played that part really well. And in The Matrix, too, like, The Matrix, like, is supposed to sort of have this robotic feel. They all had that. They all mm-hmm. had this sort of robotic way. Um, Trinity did that as well. You know, her character yeah, yeah. had this sort of emotionless way of being. So, um, when people talked about, like, well, that was kind of the point, yeah. <laughs> was like, wasn't it? Like, they weren't supposed to be like these overly, tough, yeah, yeah. you know, emotional people. And um, so I, I don't know. Like, when I think of um, "I Love You to Death," when I think of um, uh, "Parenthood," mm-hmm. you know, he plays like a dingus in that, but he does it so well. He was, he was like, it was basically like Ted, yeah. but in a, a dramatic comedy. Parenthood, like his. Um, yeah. Todd's character, Todd was the character and he was just like, uh, uh, uh. He, yeah. he did so well. So, and same thing in, um, I love you to death. He's kind of like this, like phased out, like weird dude. And, um, the one with Swayze, Swayze. plays the cop. Oh, I don't know. Um, anyway, you all know what I'm talking about. Nineties. I was saying early nineties, late eighties. Um, I, 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 like, I thought he was okay in that too. I was like, okay. But for some reason, like uh, a romantic, oh, he was also in uh, As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. And um, I liked him in that too. He played a doctor and he was like a sweet character. Great. Dracula? No. I don't know what happened there. No, Maybe it was the accent or something. Yeah. But I feel like everyone dropped the ball in Dracula yeah. with the exception of Gary Oldman because yeah. he just doesn't do that. But... <laughs> but I just felt like as a whole, the you know, it, aesthetically it was a beautiful film, but it was yeah. just kind of like a mess in, in so many other ways. Um, but I don't know why, <laughs> like having to play a simple minded character was such a struggle. It just it was like he it, he looked uncomfortable. Yeah. And then ironically, they play three other characters of themselves yeah. in the film and they did really good there. Yeah. That's what was so weird. The old pe- when they play their their older selves, their geriatric selves, I could have watched yeah. that for hours. <laughs> like that was so good. But as I mean you're quoting the modern time Bill and Ted, and then also as their rocker selves, I wasn't oh, yeah. so much with them. Like those those two sets of characters were I just like I couldn't wait for those characters to be off the screen and like because it felt cringy almost. Mm-hmm. But when they played the jail characters, like yeah. Keanu actually did great with that. Yeah. Like this when he has to play mean people, it's so funny because he's such a nice person. But when he has to play like a gruffy or mean person, he does great. Yeah. He just can't play a nice guy. I don't know why <laughs> I don't buy him as a nice guy. Um ironic i love the dude but i just i i don't know and then somebody somebody maybe the writers we're gonna assume who knows producer director told bridget lundy Payne to play her character as ted yeah she's basically doing a ted impression she was doing a, a yeah it wasn't like oh this is how ted's daughter would be yeah it was a straight up like ted with a vagina yeah like, what would it be like if Ted had ovaries? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> like, and I was like... I would, have, um, I would have liked to see more of that storyline, too. I mean, the movie was pretty short. It was like an hour was, and a half. Yeah, it was pretty short. And uh, I would have liked to... And uh, Samara Weaving, is that her name? Samara? Yeah, I really like Samara Weaving. So I don't, she didn't really fall into that trap of having to play a version of... No, she was just uh, dingy. Yeah. Um, I didn't really love the character, but yeah, it, wasn't, it didn't annoy me. It didn't. It wasn't developed as much in terms of from a script perspective. Neither of those characters really were. That's why I would have liked to have seen 
more of their that storyline. There's probably like a two hour cut somewhere that has more of that in there, but I don't know. Um, yeah, so I, I I just I didn't at least the two hour cut. I didn't enjoy it being an impersonation, yeah. and it, like in in the face, she can resemble a young Keanu, so mm-hmm. it was exceptionally annoying because they cut her hair similarly, yeah. they dressed her like him, and then it was like, and then you're just doing an impersonation of Ted mm-hmm. like that. Why would the you know like yeah. I don't know? I, I just didn't like the way that character was was written or I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I will say on a positive note. So I loved the older characters. Mm-hmm. The jail characters were 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 good too, but I really loved them being old. That was great. Um, Death did what Death does. Yeah. That's always been a good character, yeah. and um, I thought he was funny too. You know, he he was just as funny as he was in Bogus Journey. However, there was one character that stole the film, and there was not nearly enough of that character, and it was Dennis. <laughs> and someone out there, please do a Dennis spinoff. <laughs> I will watch that. That I will look forward to watching. Yeah. That character was freaking hilarious. Yeah. And uh, it was Anthony Kerrigan played uh, Dennis Caleb McCoy. And he kept saying his name was Dennis Caleb McCoy. Um, Anthony Kerrigan. I, I, I've i never heard of this guy before. Um, and so it, it was just, it was brilliant. Yeah. The, the just the dialogue but that's what i'm saying like i think it was i don't blame the actor for i um playing the character like ted i think that's how they scripted it mm-hmm. um because dennis's lines the few that he had were wonderful but just the way his talent as an actor yeah. he played them and delivered those lines it was great yeah and i loved that character and i think he collectively was on screen for maybe like two minutes yeah um and it's just a shame yeah he definitely stole that stole the the movie for me i thought it was so funny um like there should just be a spinoff with him and death just like yes. <laughs> just <laughs> going on an adventure themselves i would i would watch that um, mm-hmm. i mean yeah i would watch that i think that's that's gonna be hilarious um kid cuddy yeah, i'm just was... gonna leave that there I, I don't even have any, i'm not even gonna say anything about it. i'm not even gonna like dignify that with a, a whole rant because whatever um and so uh i have a complaint i may be wrong maybe because i was trying to phase my brain out at some point because i was like why why is this happening mm-hmm. um and i will say i never hated like at no point was i like oh dumb and dumber two two with them as the, being older we didn't even make it through that no, film. there i think that was maybe one of two films that we did not actually make it through that we had to shut it off because we were like this is so bad and it's ruining everything about what i loved about it no um i never was like i want to shut this off i wanted to see where it Mm. went um but i don't recall a single air guitar and there maybe there was one and i missed it the old people i know that for sure the old old people we're not talking about the old people i'm saying you made a bill and ted movie oh and there was not a single air guitar shared between them during a bodacious moment Mm. i mean what talk about a lost opportunity that is most heinous it is yeah so i was like what i'm not seeing nearly enough like oh we're gonna go here i didn't i didn't get any of that do you remember the uh the bill and ted show yes the cartoon yeah no oh the live action show oh that's right yeah 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 Yeah. that didn't last very long no it was like eight episodes or something yeah i I definitely remember the cartoon and the cereal i have the magnet on the fridge (laughs) Because the uh, cereal was gross. They used, I think, 
Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter did the voices for the cartoon. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it's been a really long time since I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so then here's here's a time travel. I don't know, you know, it's subjective and you can be like, no, nah. but here was my problem. So Rufus, obviously, he made a cameo as a, sort of, as yeah. a like hologram yeah. type thing, but obviously he's not in the film. Um, but here was my gripe was that in uh, when was Bill and Ted? 1987? I have no idea. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, now, I know there's no way to predict this. Like, when you watch like, Blade Runner and things like that, what we assumed would be the future is always like, what? But, so they dressed Rufus similarly to the people that were in the future in the original one, right? Like, they had, right. like, this, you know, he had the leather and they had yeah. the thing, whatever. Um, which made no sense now because in this one, he's dead. So we assume that, like, I don't know what 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 his lifespan was. Like, does yeah, he yeah. did he live through two hundred years? Did he have my my understanding was that he had a regular lifespan that then, but they were going through time, but that it they don't live yeah longer than other people. And just clothing wise, where they were now made no sense mm. because. I don't know. It's I don't know. Just well, I mean, if they, you want to break it all down, death is irrelevant what, too because they've died and they can go to hell and back and, and you know all this stuff. But that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know what. It's so weird because it's time travel and mm-hmm. this and this and that. But originally they went to the year 2688 mm-hmm. and where they were. I don't know where they were now in this in, one. In I don't one, yeah. remember. Um, but but what that means is that. I'm assuming is that by this time Rufus is dead. Yeah. Right. Or did he die again? Yeah. This, this all depends on whether they have regular lifespans. Yeah. I don't know. But in wherever they took him at that time, Rufus died. Yeah. Cause it's now his daughter, but Kristen Shaw, but they would have known. I mean, look, is that it's all Kristen Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they all, they would have known all of it because, you know, Rufus should have, could have went back to when they were older. Cause he, when he was alive, yeah, just, that would have still, you know, yeah, yeah, it's just all. like you can go all over with it because it's time travel and it's like, all right. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if I had to rate it, I, I give it like a solid C plus. Mm-hmm. Good, good effort. I would game. Like I, I, I wouldn't run to see it. I, yeah. I, I will say, though, that it's nice to see, you know, we're drawn to very dark subject matter and films and stuff and we like that stuff but it is nice every once in a while to watch a film that is just like a good-hearted film yeah you know so yeah. it does have that going for it but there's tons of topics that well, there's so many films that we could watch that are light-hearted and well i'm just saying that i'm trying to think of you know it didn't have to be villain's head it's silver lining here it you didn't know? have to, to dig into to the childhood sure okay heartstrings okay just leave it alone yeah. leave it alone mm-hmm didn't need to be done. Please don't do it again, unless it's it just the old characters. I'd watch that. Yeah, that or or um. Which by then they will actually look that way. Probably yeah. doing in twenty years. They could have just done a, a film with the with the daughters. Like they could have been in it, Bill and Ted. But the movie no. could have focused on the no, daughters. No, I don't want to focus on the daughter. I could not deal. No, with an hour and a half of that Ted character. It would have been more more developed characters. It would have been better. not those specific. Just the the. If it was, yeah, it was maybe well. maybe if they yeah. if they wrote that right and like really put the yeah, effort yeah. in but that's what i mean just the way the characters were now i couldn't watch an hour and a half like of the that. same the same idea that you know they they're at a place where they're they haven't writ, written their song and 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 they um you know they're having trouble in their marriage or whatever but then but then the story shifts and focus on the daughters i want to know where the original know. princesses are are they doing something really awesome that they couldn't i don't, I don't know if they i find out one from, of them died or something i'm going to feel horrible all three films had different 
Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, where, where, like, are the original princesses? Like, oh, I don't why, know. Why did I know one of them because she was also they called in... Missy, and she was like, "Sure, I'll do it." Yeah. <laughs> well, but which one? Which ones would you get from Bogus Journey or Excellent oh, Adventure? Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Bogus Journey was like something that I accepted. Yeah. Existed, but I was like, I'm not happy about this. I'll accept it, but I'm not happy about yeah. it. I don't like that movie either. Uh-huh. I like scenes from that movie, yeah. and it's specifically the scenes with death anything that doesn't include death i don't yeah. really care about um but his character was you have sank so my battleship yeah. his character his character was so good that i was and it wasn't too, Best two out of three it wasn't too far away from the original mm-hmm. that they they looked a little bit older you mm-hmm. know bill and ted but they still looked the same and it was like all right all right but now like why why do i want to see them 30 yeah. years later i don't want <laughs> yeah what, what's happening um anyway so it's not an F. I didn't well, hate that's the it. Thing I is, just is didn't Bill and love Ted it or like them much. The way they are fits a younger person. Yeah, like when just, you're older and still doing that, it's it, it seems it's corny. Yeah, yeah, it's corny. It's cringy. That's what I'm saying. That's, You'd have to like really sit and think about what these people would be like older. They're not. They're not going to act the same way. Nobody right. acts the same way that, that they the, did. Yeah, that was the you thing. Know? It was like that's why I'm saying that Keanu Reeves looked and and the same with Alex Winter too. Like they looked uncomfortable that's mm-hmm. the best way that i could explain it like they like they weren't comfortable playing the character yeah. because it just didn't feel natural it was like yeah. they they can't bring that same performance first of all i don't think keanu reeves could even move his neck the way that he did in yeah. the 80s that he would probably suffer from whiplash he's in great shape though but he's I don't in great know. shape but i don't think anybody at this stage in their life can do all of that neck yeah. movement he's just constant stiff like weird movement and so when you see somebody 30 years later even trying to do yeah. anything close to that, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like it, yeah. it just didn't look natural and it looked weird. And um, and so when the daughter was doing it, I was like, no, stop, stop, stop. Um, so, yeah. But um, I will give uh, credit to the, um, oh, damn it. I had it. Um, Flipperty jib operator? The, uh, so Bianca Apici, maybe? Mm-hmm. Jerry Baker, um bud bird bill corso these are all the uh, um makeup department uh-huh. the makeup was, yeah, was lovely good. and when i saw the prison characters in the trailer because they don't show them for much i was like oh god that's gonna look horrible and yeah it's meant to look exaggerated yeah. obviously no one has that many muscles but it they're like the lines were flawless i didn't it wasn't yeah. like there's the obvious bald cap there's the obvious connection on the top piece and the arm piece like yeah. it was beautifully done the aged characters beautifully done mm-hmm. um so i i give a lot of credit to the makeup and costume department they did great um but i just yeah, just overall uh, yeah. i'm just gonna move on all right all right what did you what, what would you rate it probably the same i, I think i oh, liked really? it a little I bit more than you more than me. but a b minus uh, yeah maybe a b minus all right i guess just because between death and dennis it was just really really good those two characters i loved dennis man that was a good character yeah um he yeah, reminded I mean, me of another character, and I can't. Like, I feel like there was there was a uh, the, it had potential. The film, I feel like there 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 was just like a an inkling of something there, but I, I feel like they kind of fumbled it a little. But I don't regret yeah. watching it or anything. Yeah. All right. So, um, moving on, we're gonna move on. Yes. And we're gonna talk about a show that I just it flew right under the radar, mm-hmm. and. I had it marked on on the on the primes. Mm. I'd seen the the trailer for it, and I was like, okay, that looks interesting. But it came off as a very um, 
like this sort of like sci-fi kind of mind-bending thing. Like almost and, too complicated for its own good sort of type of thing. Well, just very, um, very visual and very, yeah, like it just seemed like it was going to be borderlining technologically pretentious and you know what i mean mm -hmm. but like like look stunning but it's like oh i think i feel like this is a very you know um kind of artsy fartsy type of show and, yeah. and so i just kind of banked it and i was like ah, eh, one day i'll watch it but i liked people that were in the cast so i was like uh and so we were we were on the cusp there was almost like i was like okay this conversation go two ways when you said i don't know, just pick something so i was like fine <laughs> so i was like boom i'm picking i'm picking this we're very uh, we're very much a typical couple in that yes. way when we're like what do you want to eat what do you want to watch i don't know what do you want to watch should we pick something i want to watch something that you want to watch we well if you, last time you know <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah so i i clicked on tales from the loop mm -hmm. and i did not get what i thought i was getting Mm -hmm. And that that's not a bad thing. Right. I just thought like, okay, I'm preparing my mind for some, I sound like I was from Minnesota, my mind, <laughs> preparing my mind. And uh, I, I, it was a pleasant surprise yeah, within think, like the first five minutes. I was like, oh, 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 yeah. hold on. Wait, I think wait. if they marketed it like it really was, it probably would have done better because I remember seeing the trailer for this and I was like, this is totally up my alley. Like there's sci-fi and yeah visuals and blah 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 but then i didn't hear anything you know we were watching other shit and then that i didn't hear anything about it you know so i was like oh maybe it didn't do that well or whatever so it kind of drifted to the back of my mind yeah and okay so um there's a ton everybody i think there's there's a, a director for every episode so mm -hmm. um jody foster was one of the the directors, uh, So Young Kim, uh, Charlie McDowell, like they've all done like an episode of this and that. You've seen yeah. their work. Um, and the uh, it was written by Nathaniel Halpern and also by Simon Stalenhag. Here's where this is fascinating and I knew nothing about. That the show itself was adapted off of graphic paintings mm. or something. So Simon yeah. Stal Stalenhag, um, I guess... It just, it was a, he's a conceptual designer, an artist, and it just like all, it just, just read up on it. Like if you can read up on, on how do, this was. We're, we're requesting you do homework. Yeah, no, because it, if you go in knowing that, I wish I'd known that going in. Yeah. Would have been, and, and I mean, I still loved it, but I just wish I'd known that going in. And, um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, really good cast. Um, Daniel, I think it's Zoghadri. Saul Godry, uh, Paul Schneider, Rebecca Hall, who I really like, um, uh, Alto Essendo, uh, Duncan Joyner, uh, Jonathan Price, Nicole Law. I mean, there was just so many people. There were mm -hmm. so many people in this uh, that you've all seen and, and, and stuff. But I, I'm a, a fan of Rebecca Hall. I, I really like her. Mm -hmm. And that good. was what kind of drew me to when I had seen the trailer. <laughs> I just like I did not expect this show, yeah. like this show for me goes into like one of the top five shows that I've watched this year. Like yeah. it's in I've, with... I've, I really love this show and I think it it does something. It does with sci-fi exactly what I like about yes. sci-fi. And, you know, it's not this like blue beams from the sky thing and all this, but it's it's in there and it's part of the world that you're in. And, and, and some of the stories, I'll get into the structure of it in a bit because I absolutely love the structure of it. But um, it... it the way that it weaves sci-fi into the, sto the storytelling, you know, sometimes it kind of falls to the background, but it's still there. Sometimes it's front and center. Um, I just, uh, it was just perfect. It was just, I mean, it could have been maybe a smidge more, but it was like absolutely perfect. Of what? Uh, the way that it infused sci-fi, the style of the sci-fi I loved. So the, the way that it was, 
ingested into the story in terms of like, you know, how much quote unquote sci-fi are we going to have here? You know, it's kind of like a, like a mid-century modern version of sci-fi or something, you know, is that I, uh, apparently this was supposed to be more like the eighties, but Mm. to me it looked like the forties and fifties. Yeah. Um, so they did this really cool thing where wardrobe wise and, um, and stylistically in, in terms of in terms of furnishing it was like ambiguous yeah because you had a lot of style you, like you, it's like you could watch it and like not really tell what era it's from well you can but the but thing was that worked. you couldn't pinpoint it because That's in the mean, 80s yeah. your grandparents had furniture from the 50s so it's yeah. not like well we wouldn't see that armoire yeah. you know in in the 70s of course you would It'd be 25 years old but you know you would yeah. see it um so they did this weird thing where they they just sort of mixed all the furniture and all the styling and the environment and they made this their own decade. Yeah. It's like this mod podge of decades, but it had an antique feel. It's never like it never looks like the 90s or the 2000s yeah, yeah. ever. It's it's very vintage in that way, but you can't pinpoint what decade you're in. And I love that they hid the technology in the environment. It yeah. was just dispersed in a way that sometimes you didn't even see it. The first time around, but when you look to the left of the house for the third episode, you're like, oh, I never even noticed that that was there because it was so organic. Mm -hmm. It was so organic. And they're they're robots. They have robots, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but not in the like that techie. Yeah, they're not like Transformers. Yeah, like high tech kind of way. They're they're very antiquated and rusty and. Um, The visual effects were just top notch because there were so many times I couldn't tell. Like, I know that, you know, you couldn't create, you you know, you've realistically you couldn't create that for this budget of the show and have this Mm -hmm. robot walking around. So I know it's visual effects, but then it's just done so well. It's composited so well. And there was, I think that they have, not that I think I'm pretty sure that for a lot of like, they did like this Jurassic park thing where they built parts of the robot Mm -hmm. for them to interact with. If the robot fell over and then the character, you know, the actor came over to interact with it and whatever, I think they actually built that. So it was just this great way that they used, um, Use the uh, the CG and and in real life effects to kind of really pull it off because it was just so well done. Yeah, there was also I don't know moment. why everyone's not talking about the show. It's I don't know. So good. It's so good. There was a there was a moment because every it, it's a cohesive story that gets broken up. Yeah, like through characters and you learn more about. I love when they do stuff like that because you get the whole backstory of the yeah. character and um uh they did um we we were almost kind of bitchy critics with one episode because we were too stupid to piece it together that we were like what the hell does this have to do with the story what characters like i don't even understand <laughs> like what is going on and then you're like oh oh my god how did we not realize yeah. that's who this character was like it's so and then what that winds up turning into because it comes yeah. off as this big scary listen i have this weird thing um i've spoken before about the fact that i anthropomorphize inanimate objects I, it's a problem it's like a real problem for me um i have a thing about robotics yeah and i have this great empathy and compassion especially especially cute robots for robots they don't even have to be cute I don't think you'd care about Transformers if they... No, Transformers are stupid. Like, they... Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't feel bad for a Transformer. 
um, per se. It, it's it's weird. It's like when they do, you know, when like Boston Robotics or whoever the hell was doing those tests and they were like knocking the fucking robots over to see if they would get back up. I don't like that shit. I yeah. feel bad for them. <laughs> and then there's also the part of me that's like when this thing takes over, it's going to remember that it's a robot. Yeah, That's its job is to remember all the shit and the information. And it's going to remember when you pulled its chair out right before it was about to sit down. Mm-hmm. And it's going to rip your face off. Yeah, Not me. It'll be like, this was art. I remember you actually picked the box up for me and helped me out. That's right. Because that's what a decent person does. You don't <laughs> kick someone's leg out underneath them when they go to take a step. That's being an asshole. Yeah. Anyway, so when I see like any Just a kind quick of... side note. There's a funny... Um... Like Corridor Digital has a funny kind of skit thing animation they did. Not animation, but it's a CG thing where they have these guys fucking with the Boston Dynamics uh-huh. robots. And then the robots like grab the hockey stick and start yeah. attacking the yeah. humans. It's That's what's going to happen. Why would yeah. you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> Look, um, yeah. So anytime a robot is going through some shit, I'm just like there's I think in the last I think it was the last episode. Yeah. That I was like, I just nearly, I almost needed to pause it because I needed a mo. I was just like watching it through just welled tears. I couldn't yeah. see anything in my eyes anymore. I, I, I do this thing where I pull my shirt up and I cover right under my eyes. I don't know what I think's happening <laughs> yeah. if I do that, but I just can't. Oh, I can't even think about. It. I can't deal with the yeah. robots. And that's the thing is, is you know, it's a, uh, it's definitely a sci-fi show for sure, but it really focuses on the characters and. Um, you know, sometimes the, the story of the characters revolves around that sci-fi element, whatever it is, you know. Um, but ultimately, there's just this really strong uh, character study at the at the center of all all these stories. Because the way that it's structured is, you fo- it's basically, I mean, it, it kind of changes a little bit. But basically, you follow like one character or through uh, how, how they experience whatever yeah. happened to them in, in the loop in this area where weird shit happens. And so, like, you'd follow, like, the security you guard, and then you'd follow the son, the... and then you'd follow the dad, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, but you follow them through the most the most defining moments of their story, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. And so I just love how, and then it would just, basically, the next episode, it tags off to the next person, and then you follow that, mm-hmm. what happens. I just love how, because then the other characters would be involved in that story mm-hmm. as well, but you're focusing on that one. And it's yeah. not the same time period either. It's not like you're rewatching. Right. What you know, another perspective of the same story. Jumps through their lives at times. It's uh, yeah. I just I just loved it because it just really kept the drama at the center of the story and just kind of filled in all the holes with the sci-fi and oh, it's just so good. Yeah, I like I have no complaints. I I thought it was great. It looked beautiful and and I hope that um, I I feel like they capped this off. Like this story is done. Feels like it, maybe it, not. It could I don't be know. an anthology where you go to a different section. Well that well that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they do another season and because there's so many people that work there you could follow anybody yeah but they didn't focus very much on a lot of other people that i think they would segue to necessarily but um what's the beauty of it is you don't have to you could just pick a random person and just I, start. I hope i don't know I, I wouldn't be mad at them changing the story for the for another season if it was done the the mm-hmm. same way um because this could get tiring Sure. Like yeah. this world could be tiring for three seasons. I, you know, after yeah, yeah. a while, it's like, okay, you did a good job with her. You know what I mean? But to take that concept and apply it in another well, way. That's the thing. I mean, that goes into a whole broader conversation. Of just because something's amazing doesn't need we doesn't mean that we need it over and you know can go if on this forever. Was it, then this I'd is a be brilliant happy. show, an absolutely brilliant show. But it doesn't mean that you should do it for six seasons because it would right. Be but annoying. it's 
it's tales from the loop. So if they that they could do it for six seasons. Yeah. If they changed every season to another narrative. Yeah. They could, but I I wouldn't want to watch the story continuing no, or yeah. the other characters continuing in it for another uh, even another season. I I actually That's hope the, that they do something. The different. beauty of what they've set up, if they if they're what I would like to see is if they if they do if they do continue it is yeah to kind of take try to change it up because there's you know you start changing stuff up and that's great you know there's gonna be some seasons where you didn't like as much and some that you really loved so I don't know I'd like to see and that's the beauty of the structure of it is you can do anything yeah because they didn't set it in any kind of reality you know Mm-mm. so they can kind of go and do whatever they want which yeah is really... like it, people aren't necessarily um... you could do one a you know, hundred years in the future. or Hundred years in the past. In in this world, they're not necessarily phased by events that we would be like, what? You know, like things yeah. happen there that they're like, oh, huh? You know, that we'd be like, that's the end of the world. You know? Yeah. They find things these really uh, sort of extraordinary things, almost mundane, because it's just been incorporated so naturally into the storyline. Just you got to see this show, like. This, this one's definitely, definitely in the top five things that I've seen this year. We'll do something at the end of the year of like the, our most favorite, our top five things that, that we've seen. And yeah. This is definitely going to be in there for me. I really, really liked it. It was a, a pleasant surprise. And I'm now like, I got the sads that more people weren't talking about it. And mm. I think it did. It, it got good reviews. So obviously people watched it. It's not like, oh, like it did badly. It's just, yeah. I can't believe that it didn't blow up. Yeah. You know, that it's not like a Black Mirror. Like yeah. that's I'm surprised that it doesn't have that kind of... I like this more than Black Mirror, I think. Well, listen... Especially the newer stuff. The OG <laughs> stuff, I'm still kind of like... It was, OG the, stuff was good. It's very last, groundbreaking, like, but... Especially that last season and yeah. last, you know, once once they Americanized it, it just went to shit. But um, yeah, it's just a really classic, like beautiful. I feel like if this was on show. Netflix, it would have been a bigger deal. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think a lot of people, you know, what is this, this the 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 formatting for? Uh, I'm gonna say the formatting for everything. Quite quite honestly, Hulu, Prime, and Netflix. I don't like setup. that setup. It's so Netflix easy is the to least jump. Confusing, through. Yeah, Netflix is the least confusing. But you used to be able to find stuff more on Netflix, mm-hmm. especially when stuff was new. Now it's like if you don't know the show to search for, you probably won't even see it if people aren't talking about it and they don't put yeah. it on the very front of the, you know what I mean? And they don't showcase it yeah. when you first click on. It's so weird. Prime is like all over the place. You go to click on something to watch the description of it, uh, to read the description or watch a trailer. You click out, you have to start all the fuck over again. And I think yeah. that's why so many things don't get watched because people are like, I'm not going to keep doing this. To f- I do it. Yeah. I'm weird like that. I will spend two, three hours going through to watch everything and click on stuff. But I know the average person doesn't do that. Yeah. And so they they really got to work on that. Like, you, yeah. you don't make it easy to find things. It's not categorized well. Mm-hmm. It's just Hulu's the same thing. It's like you and then the new Apple remote, because we have the newer Apple TV like you. If you sneeze in the direction of that remote, it flies over to the other side of the thing and you're like, oh, come on. You right. you don't even have to touch the, the, the remote if you're thinking of touching it and your skin is anywhere near where that sensor is. It starts moving and you're like, I didn't want to click on that. And now you got to go back and it's, it's uh, I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like looking forward to when we upgrade the TV of having a smart TV to just have that shit in there because the Apple remote itself pisses me off. Not a fan. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, we should have. Our, I don't know if you know this, but our TV isn't Listen, very good. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> so, um, okay. So we have, we have a 
buttload of guests coming on mm-hmm. through the rest of the year. Um, we're fil- you know, we filmed this weekend that now there's after we record this, we have to sit through footage and see what we're picking and go through that. And then Paul has to start editing. And then I have to start destroying that editing by being like, I don't like this. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, what do you want then? <laughs> so Then we get into an argument. It's just what we do. And then two weeks later, we film again. And then we get to do that process all over again mm-hmm. for another competition. And then bot hopefully will be out before the end of the year. So we have started kind of banking guests because yeah. there's it's going to be difficult for us to record right um well no we haven't started yet but not yet yeah. but we're we're we may we'll see like, how it people goes. will be back and forth yeah. kind of thing because we just need time uh for instance next week's guest we've already done that episode mm-hmm. um and so we kind of wanted to spread things out and uh so um and it's a good one we get to nerd out a bit about camera stuff and... <laughs> so uh yeah so so we're gonna be um we're going to be, that's just kind of how we're going to be functioning. Yeah. Like it's, we may record a guest on a Wednesday and release it on Sunday versus doing it Maybe weekend. even two weeks later. We yeah. don't know just because we're, we're, we're trying to kind of get everybody in um, and, and not run out of guests and not, you know, just keep things, keep it alive. So on next week's episode for 117, we'll be talking to Brandon, Brandon Douglas, who's a filmmaker and um, Paul got to nerd out with him. I was present trying to keep up with some of the nerdage. Yeah. I mean, we talked about story and narrative too. It's not like oh we yeah, just but you got you got your, whole time, but, your nerd out moment, yeah. and I was like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Okay, and you, <laughs> and what do you think about that? Hmm. I have no thoughts on that because we're. Yeah. Um, I think so, it's cool. I like it. Um, so shout outs to obviously MoGraph. MoGraph. Why do you never let me finish that? <laughs> you know what? You just shout out MoGraph from now okay. on. We'd like to shout out MoGraph. All right, Steady Geek and Reality Bomb Comicast, not up for debate. Check them all out. Um, and if you have a film, a project, anything, send it our send way. Send it our way. Uh, we hopefully will have more guests on. I'm kind of just like I've been talking to people, and but the next, like, well, we have a lot of guests coming. We up, do. Huh? I I I just really went crazy, like to a point where I started to lose track, and I was like, oh no, I think I've gone too far. <laughs> I think I've like more guests than I have days available. So mm-hmm. I got to slow down, but um, just wanting to start pumping it out, pumping it out, pumping it out. And um, yeah, so this is the next, like this season just through to the end of the year, the rest of the year, it's a busy, it's a busy time for us. Yeah. Got a lot of stuff going on and uh, Hey, I don't know. We'll see where COVID is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, where it's actually, it's not, it's an actual physical thing. We see it. There's COVID Where over is there. It? there yeah, I don't want it anywhere near me. I know that. Yeah. Um, and uh, could be something if you they could invent something that you could see viruses and germs. You know, like when you pee in a pool and they put the chemical in like it that a you light. can see. <laughs> like if you were to swallow, like a light or something like that, you were to use something like that, you would be able to get like a UV light. Yeah, yeah. Um, in your body. Just in like if you had like UV germ virus goggles, you could put on. Well, it, they would have to be X-ray. How would you know it was in you? Well, whatever. You could see if someone's talking and you could see the germs and viruses coming out of their face. You can do that now with a black light. So why can't they put that put that <laughs> you in? You can see in, all kinds in, of gross things with those. Yeah, well, <laughs> but just specifically seeing COVID, you know. All right. I don't know. Just COVID? Yeah. I don't want to see cancer. I don't care about see flu. any of those other things. Well, cancer isn't floating around. <laughs> just COVID. <laughs> I don't want to be able to see anything One else. thing at a time. One problem <laughs> okay. at a time. All right. Um, I think it's lunchtime for you soon. Okay. You're getting delirious. Bye. Bye. Bye.